When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. kids take it very seriously and they certainly know you know they're 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 in the dorms all the time together they're in the locker room together they're at the lunch table they're out going out to with each other after games and having a good time on the weekends like they certainly have a much better understanding of where we are and what we need to be doing than I do with the older I got so I really gave that away to the kids and I thought that went great when we hit the middle of the season one aspect to pay attention to is the mental and emotional state of our teams To this point in the season, there's a range of successes or failures a team may have experienced. Things may be 100% on track for your goals as a team for the season, or the goals your team was focused on may be out of their control. This is something that my coaching staff and I had to deal with at one of the high school programs I was leading. We hit the midpoint of the season expecting to be doing much better than we did. We hit adversity early and struggled. In our first game, we lost to a team that I scheduled because I knew it would be a challenge and we were looking to push our program forward with a stronger schedule. We won two games, then lost a tight game, and then a double overtime game to two of the tougher opponents in our conference. So we sat at the midpoint with a conference championship and the playoffs out of our control. We could see emotionally that our team was drained after an adversity-packed beginning of the season that also included some injuries. So what we decided to do as a coaching staff was restart the season. When our players reported on Monday, we said that we had a five-game season ahead of us. The pass was out of our control, but we had five games that were in our control. We won four in a row with an overtime win over another tough conference opponent and stood toe-to-toe with our rival, losing late in our last game, which became known locally as the Mud Bowl. The restart gave our players new energy And truthfully, it did the same for the staff. In today's episode, three coaches talk about keeping the teams focused through celebrating things outside of wins and losses, focusing on a theme each week, and even outsourcing to the players the vocal messages before and after practice and even on game day. What you see on tape is a direct reflection of what you teach and how you teach. Video is important, but if you don't teach well, you're not going to like what you see on your video. First Down Playbook has been helping coaches teach better for 13 years. It allows you to present installs, playbooks, and practice cards in half the time with NFL quality. Coaching tools like video pairing, a player app, practice schedules, and wristband sheets have made First Down Playbook a program management system with everything in one place. If you're in a position of leadership with your football program, receive a free one-week look at First Down Playbook. Call them at 512-814-6158 or visit them on their website or social media. Mention Coach and Coordinator Podcast or use the coupon code COACH24 
to receive a $100 discount off the normal $700 First Down Playbook team membership price. Links and the phone number are in the show notes. First up is Levi Nelson, who's coached in Ohio and Wisconsin and currently works with the Positive Coach Alliance. He talks about how he used a whiteboard and helmet stickers to recognize and award players for demonstrating the core values of their team and the impact it had on them. Sure. So one thing I wanted to touch on, Keith, was uh, my experience as, as a youth basketball player. I'd go to basketball camp every year, and I've got to be honest, I was the least talented player at that camp. I only went because our next-door neighbor was the head coach. And they would have different drills out there. They'd have the, the, you know, the free throw competition, one-on-one, all that stuff. And to be honest with you, I was not extremely motivated to win those awards because I didn't feel like I had a chance to win. But there was an award every year called the Mr. Hustle Award. And I would dream for weeks about, you know what, I'm going to prove to every person there that, you know, I might not be able to dribble behind my back. However, I can, you know, I can dive for loose balls. I can run up and down the the floor and win that award, you know, Mr. Hustle. So as a football coach, uh, one thing that we did is, is we utilized being from Ohio, you know, putting the, not a Buckeye, but commonly called pride stickers on the helmet. And this is a pretty common thing to do, you know, not only high school football, but college football. But one thing that I see usually when I go from school to school is you earn these stickers by scoring a touchdown, you know, having an interception, a sack, game-changing play, all these things that happened on the field which might motivate, you know, your top 11 players. I know sometimes as a coach, our linemen would would get upset like, hey, this guy got one for throwing a touchdown or running a touchdown, catching a touchdown. We didn't get one and we blocked for him, right? So you have to fix that up. But one thing that that I made a change on, uh, Coach, is is I put a dry erase board in our locker room. And it just had our our team motto on there. It's called LEAD, L-E-A-D stands for love, effort, attitude, and discipline. Just our big motto up there. And any time that I would see a player demonstrate love, effort, attitude, or discipline, just with a marker, I would write their number on the uh, dry erase board. And then when we started practice, I'd say, hey, guys, uh, you know, Keith's number is up there today. And the reason for that, I got an email from a teacher, you know, that he redid his, his math exam, moved up from, from a B minus to, to a A minus, you know, whatever it was. And I would give him a helmet sticker right there and then for demonstrating one of those characteristics of love, effort, attitude, and discipline. And what I found out is, you know, it's amazing, especially in high school football, how, how much these athletes want their helmet to be full, right? And, and this was really neat because we would see scout team players who, who might just not have the ability to get on the field on a varsity football game Friday night. But all of a sudden, they, they've, you know, their helmet's half full because they're – you know, staying late and, and making sure the locker room's clean and helping teammates get to practice with a ride or whatever it might be. So I feel like coaches need to figure out, hey, what is your personal philosophy? What's important to you? What values? And let's reward those things. Because I think a lot of coaches say, yeah, this is what I'm about. I'm about, you know, uh, perseverance and integrity and, and this ability to never quit. All these things, accountability, but how do you reward those things? And not just what happens 
on the field, right? So I'm a big uh, fan of this dry race board. Um, we did a couple other things with, with dry race boards, and I, I share about it. I just put out a book called Lead, uh, a coach's playbook on how to positively influence the world through love, effort, attitude, and discipline. And uh, I share more things in that book. As coaches, we know that some of the biggest hurdles to our team's success can come from off the field. Your team needs support to tackle the endless list of expenses, uniforms, training equipment, travel, and more. But raising that money can feel like a full-time job. Thankfully, there's Vertical Raise. Vertical Raise is the premier online fundraising platform using innovative technology to create the easiest and most efficient system available. Raise more money in less time with a local fundraising coach who works with your team every step of the way to customize the ideal fundraiser. With options for online donations, digital discount cards, premium product sales, and even spirit shops, Vertical Raise has top-of-the-line solutions for every fundraising style. To find out more, visit verticalraise.com and we'll get you connected with an exclusive offer on your first fundraiser. Next, we talk with five-time state champion head coach of Highland Springs High School in Virginia, Lauren Johnson. He talks about how utilizing a weekly theme helps keep the team focused on the game in front of them rather than looking ahead or dwelling on the previous game. What we do, Keith, is throughout the entire year, we, we try to find, or I as a head coach try to find, an athlete that we can quote week in and week out. Also, we create themes for each week when we're playing our opponents things that we need to focus on during that period of time that we can kind of reiterate every time we step out on the football field. But last year, our, our, our guy that we chose was Kobe Bryant, and I read Kobe Bryant's book during the summertime, and we were able to use a quote from his book for each week that kept us motivated and moving forward to be the best that we possibly could when we were playing in our football games. Kobe said something in his book that we could relate to week in and week out, and it was phenomenal how they meshed with what, what was going on in our program during that period of time. So it takes a little bit of research from the coaches themselves, but it helps out tremendously. And then what we do, man, when that happens, it, it kind of works well with our theme for the week. And our theme for the week could be anything. we just finished, weather the storm. It could be something as simple as uh, focus on us. And then what we try to do during that period of time is we allow, you know, that statement or that quote to be reiterated over and over and over again. And then what we try to do is we try to acknowledge those individuals that have done exactly what we needed them to do during a major part of the game or at the beginning of the game or the end of the game. At some point during the game, Keith, we get those kids, you know, to focus on what's going on or to reply to what we're doing or to just kind of respond. I guess that's the better word to our quote or our theme of the week. And then we try to recognize that when we get together with our team, especially when we review the game field. And and then that puts guys in a position to be ready to prepare for the next week. So in a lot of ways, I mean, it does create a singular focus for the week. You don't get caught looking too far ahead. Uh, You don't dwell on the past. You got a a theme and almost becomes a a mini season. You hear guys say, go one and oh, and essentially that's what it is. Yes, sir. That's exactly what it is for us. And I think, you know, you hear so many people say go one and oh, so you don't want it to be cliche but I think that's essentially what it is. Let, let's focus on what we have to do at this point in time. And sometimes those things work perfectly once you prepare them 
you know, in the off season. And then sometimes there's some some adjustment that needs to be done by myself and the staff to change what our weekly theme is. So we have them right now for the 2023 football season, and we think they're going to work the way we want them to work, but football is never like that. So we just have to make sure we put ourselves in position to kind of revamp or revisit those weekly themes to get us where we need to be. I've always been interested in the use of technology to make our jobs more effective. So I'm excited to continue sharing modern football technology with you here on the podcast. This innovative system leverages tendencies to improve self-scouting, game planning, and in-game decision-making at the speed of the game. Modern football stands out because it's a battle-tested platform used by teams at all levels, like four-time national champion Bishop Gorman, the five-time California state champion Folsom Bulldogs, six-time Texas state champion Lake Travis, Cal football, and the CFL's Grey Cup champions, the Montreal Alouettes. So book a demo today to see why these teams trust modern football technology. Visit www.teammofo.com demo and mention Coach and Coordinator Podcast or use the coupon code CC10 to receive 10% off your first year. We finished with Army Co-Offensive Coordinator Matt Drinkle. Coach Drinkle talks about the two things that do keep a team focused and motivated, but also what he's done to involve the players in leading more vocally and taking that out of the hands of the coaches. To me, there are two caveats that kind of help this answer with everybody. So winning and health, as long as if you're winning and you're staying healthy, that to me is the number one indicator of, uh, <laughs> you know, kind of what those two things cure all. They kind of fix everybody else's problems. But one of the things that I think is really, really cool about football is that you really get to hit the reset button every week. So I used to be a lot younger than I am now. <laughs> so when I was younger, when I was a head coach, like I felt way more in line and in tune with the team. So I didn't quite lean as much on those guys until my last year. So I've talked about this a little bit before, but I think one of the things that I did that was awesome was when we had a game week, Okay, so on Sunday, we would meet as a team, and I would assign days of practice to certain players. So as I'm sure most people do at the end to conclude, you know, to start or conclude a practice, you know, the head coach usually goes out there and addresses everybody briefly at the beginning of practice. When practice is over, you know, he kind of makes some announcements and some notes and things like that. Well, I stopped doing those, and I outsourced those to the players. So what I would do is I would pick guys that, you know, had juice with the, with the kids and, and, you know, I knew were respected and, and had a voice and I would plan those out all the way, including game day. So what that kid did was if I was like, you know, if, you know, if I got my, if I saw my name was on Wednesday, oh, I had from Sunday to Wednesday to prepare like what I need to, this is my chance to address the team and focus them and give them an idea or a theme for the day. And that was really helpful. The kids take it very seriously and they certainly know, you know, they're at their, they're in the dorms all the time together. They're in the locker room together. They're at the lunch table. They're out going out to with each other after games and having a good time on the weekends. Like they certainly have a much better understanding of where we are and what we need to be doing than I do the older I got. So I really gave that away to the kids. And I thought that went great, including game day where those guys were able to, Hey guys, we need, you know, this is what we need to do. Or, 
get done and how we needed to do it. And it was awesome. It gave a ton of sense of ownership to the players. It took something off the coaches that coaches, like, you know, whether I like it or not, we probably overvalue ourselves in that role as far as like the motivation and structure. So, you know, as long as I kept everything organized and concise from a planning standpoint, the kids really did a good job with the emotional part of the team as far as keeping them motivated and keeping them going. And just, you know, I don't want to sound like an old guy, but just, geez, anything you can do where you get the kids playing for something bigger than themselves and getting them to getting them together. And and the other thing too, like, you know, my first year as a head coach, we were just freaking terrible. We were terrible. And I think as much as you can do to, if you're in a rebuild situation or things aren't going your way, whatever, as much as you can do to define success for those kids in every way other than winning and losing, I think is advantageous to your, not only the goal you're trying to accomplish, but the experience that the kids have overall. So nothing really specific other than giving away the ownership, but I just, I cannot put a value on how great that was for our kids and our program. Keeping a team focused and motivated in the grind of a long season, whether it's going well or not as planned, is important and really starts to come to light at the midpoint. Hopefully this gives you a few ideas to help your team as you progress through the season. Be sure to check all the episodes of this series designed to address the issues and aspects of the season. Go to coachingcoordinator.com for the entire catalog of episodes in this series. For a quick rundown of the ideas shared, sign up there for our weekly tip sheet. Also check the description of this episode for related episodes and resources from today's guests.